Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 115, and today we're going to be diving into the murky world of influencer marketing and the different ways that companies might be reaching out to you. So that Amazon seller offering you a free wireless egg beater for just a shout out might sound killer, but is it really worth it? And what about those influencer agencies like Viral Collective, Isaiah, Upfluence, Revfluence? There are literally hundreds of them. So today we're going to talk through the pros and the cons of these different types of opportunities, which ones to run from and which ones might be legit and worth taking a look at. And one thing that's going to be pretty important, regardless of which one of these influencer communities you might want to be a part of, is that if you want to be a woodworker, you're definitely going to need some tools and supplies. And we are super fortunate this year that this show is proudly sponsored by Woodcraft. And Woodcraft is one of the nation's oldest and largest suppliers of quality woodworking tools and supplies. The stores in more than 70 cities across the U.S., and an amazing website that both Brad and myself are big fans of. And fortunately this year, for all of our listeners, new and old, you can use the code MFP at checkout to get free shipping in the lower 48 states on all orders, except for massive heavy machinery, which is really awesome and we're super appreciative of. So that's one more time, MFP in all caps at checkout. And we want to thank Woodcraft one more time for supporting the show. Absolutely. And that was a wonderful segue, John. I really enjoyed you like that. that. I do. I like that. I've been really working on segues lately. I'm you know, almost you, like it as much as I like Woodcraft products and supplies, but not. Oh yeah. But not quite. You got a pretty good store. Like when I was visiting, you, oh, man, gosh. Like your store is awesome. I just yeah. met with the uh, the owner there, and and uh, he's awesome. Yeah, love, love me dues? some Woodcraft. Did you guys get some dudes? We did get some pizza. We did get some Ooh. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into it, uh, we do want to thank a new member that joined the MFP tribe this week. We had Clay. Kalmbach. Clay, thank you for joining. If you want to support the show and get some awesome rewards, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made full profit. Yes. All right. So yeah, man, wait, this, this uh, question actually spawned out of, or this topic spawned out of an after show. And I love it when that happens because uh, we get awesome uh, after show questions from our patrons who we love and adore, uh, who help support this show. And uh, David Southern had this and was talking about Viral Collective and was like, yeah, what is this thing about? And then there was another question coming in and everybody's kind of chiming in. And we thought as we started answering the after show, we thought this would be a great topic to talk about because John and I realized that (laughs) we've dealt with a lot of these agencies and it seems like there's a new one like every other week. I get an email from, hey, why don't you sign up for, you know, Blue Squad and like whatever these crazy things are. Uh, and, and so we're just kind of like set the stage, John, about like what these are, what we're talking about here. So if, if you're not familiar and, and the Amazon reseller part, that's pretty obvious. Uh, if as soon as you start getting a following, so we're talking about influencer marketing here. And so this could be Instagram. It could be uh, YouTube, anywhere that you have an audience. Um, Twitter. I've got, yeah, I've had Twitter paid ads before. What is Twitter. No. <laughs> it's this, it's this, it's this, yeah, crazy place. What, what was that? Is that my, I had a MySpace. Uh, I never got on MySpace. 
was, that was, that was in between my time. To... You were probably MySpace Central. That was that was right I in was, your wheelhouse. Well, it was right before Facebook. So like MySpace was cool because you could like mess with the coding and like make your stuff look all custom and whatnot. Nice. But uh, American flags, yeah, bald eagles. It was mostly just flames because I didn't know how to do much <laughs> else. So just fire. Yes, I could see that. Freedom fire. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, so these these agencies and these apps and, and these uh, these I, I guess we could call them like networks because that's how they're kind of positioning themselves. Yes. Influencer um, networks, influencer agencies. That's what they 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 don't call themselves agencies. They actually call themselves networks. So an influencer yeah. network. It's probably well, and, and they basically the reason we call them agencies is because they're essentially become a middleman for yourself and the brand and or middle woman or whatever you want to call it. But they're 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 the step between yourself and the brand. And so brands, what happens is they go to these, um, they go to these networks with, with budgets and they're essentially like, Hey, we're looking for someone in this demographic with this much numbers and blah, 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 blah. And then these, these agencies go to the people that sign up for these networks and they start, you know, shrilling out these, these brand deals. Um, and so what happens is, is, is you get a lot of great exposure in some contexts and, and there's, a bunch of great ones. We'll stick to like the. I'm signed up for. I think like seventeen of them right now. Like because because when I got started on Instagram, I was like, wow, this would be a great opportunity to get some exposure to brands. And right. what I realized very quickly was that our vertical as a woodworking community is just not great for what these networks kind of bring to the table. Um, and in most contexts, in in. What you're typically going to find is like consumables in beauty, consumables in health, consumables yes. in food, a lot of products like that, which are which are fantastic, but they're not necessarily things that our community is used to seeing all the time. So when I started pivoting my brand to be a little bit more about my personality, instead of just showing off product that I was making, I started getting a lot more inquiries towards these. And if you guys remember, I would say about a, eh, eight months ago, I did an ad on Instagram specifically for Dodge. Um, and which was really cool. They sent me a truck, drove it around, got to be awesome, go pick up some materials. It was a nice truck. Um, and then and you we had worked, to give it back. Yeah, I had to give it back. And and so um, I worked with Isaiah on that. And uh, Isaiah is a great platform. It's probably the most popular one for, for people like ourselves, um, which would be considered micro influencers. Some of these agencies are just working with millions and millions of followers, kind of influencers and such. But it, yeah, I think you can pretty much sign up if you're over like 5,000 subs or followers, excuse me, on just Instagram. And then you can attach Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, yada, yada. But what happened was I got an email and the emails are typically pretty vague, excuse me. They're like, we got a brand that's interested in you. Would you be interested? They do apparel. And you're like, right. Okay, like, all right. What brand is it? And then you, then you start talking to a person because they're usually like automated and robots going out. Right. Um, and so they seem like really weird and like really spammy. I got one. Uh, let's let's pull that up so I can like actually give you guys a little bit of yeah. But I think I just to to kind of set the stage of it's basically just an agency who. So what we're talking about on these influencer, it's agencies who have a database of influencers, and like John said, they've got di all kinds of different verticals, whether it's beauty or home and garden or DIY woodworking. Well, you personalities, sign up lifestyle. In, yeah, you right. sign up. You, in so a niche. when you sign out, what what happens is the way that they do this is like they're trying to, they're basically a huge machine, right? And they're just trying to automate everything, which if I was that, I, you know, that's probably where my mind would go. So it's not like hand to hand, you know, where you're like 
on the phone and talking to people. They're trying to be as efficient as possible. And so, uh, and I feel like John, like most of these ones are working on breadth as well, like you said. So like they're looking for 10 to 20 or even 30 influencers. They're not looking to work with one or two people. They're looking for yeah. a lot of reach. And so exactly. having a database like that helps. And what you do is you sign up, when you sign up, uh, you go in and you do a, most of them call it, you know, your profile. And so you would link in your different accounts, like John said, and then you would answer some questions. Okay. What's your vertical? And, you know, it'd be DIY or home and garden or whatever they have DIY and crafts, something like that. But there's all kinds of different options, fitness, all those other ones that we just talked about cooking, anything like that. And, uh, and then you talk, you know, you put your age in, you put all these things. And so what happens is you've just made this little profile where, uh, if a company comes like, Ram come, Dodge comes, and they say, hey, we want to work with some influencers. All they have to do is filter, filter. Okay, yep, you want uh, you want 25 to 34. You want uh, somebody in the DIY space, and uh, you want people with over 30,000 followers. Boom, here's my list. Yeah. And then that's when the emails go out that, that John and, was just referencing. And they're pretty blanket. Like, for instance, I got one from... It's a it's a network called the shelf. Now I'm not so what what'll start to happen after you're in one is they're definitely sharing email lists. Like these they're it's absurd. So this the shelf agency reached out and they're like, We're an influ influencer marketing agency that works with some of the biggest brands on social. We're looking for new influencer partners. Right now we're running a social campaign for a client. They have blah 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 blah. And are you interested? You'd be an excellent fit. And then they're like, they, they hit you with exclusivity. They're like, it's pretty limited. I'd love to have you involved. And my response was, I'm busy. <laughs> call my, call my agent, Brad. No, um, I responded accordingly to see what, you know, whatever, what brand it was in order to talk to a person ended up conflicting brand with one of my existing contracts they get on to the next part. And then someone else from the same agency emails me and they're like, Hey, we're working with these five influencers in your niche. Would, would you be interested? And that popped up in our. Uh, after show question where they're like putting out that you could be doing collabs with people that you know and blah 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 and so like it gets like it gets wild like it gets like really it gets really weird because there's not like a value add initially to like what you're doing they just like are gauging interest and it's funny because you're playing on the psychological aspects of like how how we like propose to brands it's like you know what do you got and what do you want to do when they reach out and we're they're like what do you want to do and so um what i find here is that like because they're so wide they're they wait for responses in order to actually like get to the details and it seems like really fake right like off right. the cuff you're like this can't be real but i mean in all honesty they're they're real brand deals they can they can be yes. decently lucrative they can be like great product they can be really like good brands um I we I've had liquor brands reach out through these networks, like I said, Dodge, uh, that which was really cool, and like they seemed like they were fake off the cuff, but they're not always worth ignoring. So that's one of the things uh, to talk about at the beginning. Like if you want to sign up for some of these networks, understand that they're gonna seem spammy and like fake off the cuff. But it's up to you to actually dive in a little bit deeper, find some more information and make sure that you're leveraging the relationship to your benefit, not just letting them beat you up and throw numbers at you because it's not always how it works. Um, the next piece of advice for, for these types of situations are going to be to make sure make sure you're not going out of your comfort zone as far as what you typically negotiate just because you're working with this network. Right. Well, under sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, understand that they are they're a middleman, so they're going to be taking yes. a cut. But they're going to have a lot more asks that are going to come up very late in the game. So you want to make sure you're putting yourself 
at the beginning, like, look, one post, I want to keep the product. I want this much money because they're going to go they're What they're going to hit you with is, you know, some blanket sort of agreement at the end where they're ignoring literally all of your asks. And that gives you an opportunity to go back and say, no, we agreed to one post at this price with this product. And they're going to say we want it three posts on Instagram, two posts on Twitter, four Facebook posts, a blog, an email. And then you're going to drive out to our, you know, like, and and I'm not kidding. Like, yeah, I'm not kidding. Cause, cause this is the, their blanket platform. You have to, you're going to sign up for a platform. You're going to link your accounts and then they're going to send a blanket agreement that they send to everyone. And you're, they're just going to expect you not to read it. Read, read, read the agreement. Because a lot of people don't. Yeah. And I like to set the stage up front, right? Like, I mean, I think you'd, you'd agree. I don't know how many of these you've done. Yeah. I've not. So Sorry, I, I jumped in there. I was just like the, the hair on the back of my neck just like stood up because of exactly what you said. So the, the number one thing to remember when working with any agency. Uh, and so this is I'll just put this out there. Not my preferred way to work with companies. Oh, yeah, absolutely all. not. I would 100 percent rather work directly with a company because of a multitude of reasons. So we'll, we'll let's let's kind of bench that and we'll come back to the cons. But I like where you're going right here. Absolutely 100% sure um, you need to read the entire contract. And that is the thing. That is kind of the nice thing about working with these agencies. They do this so much. They do have it down to a science. So they know what they're doing. Now they you know, might try to take advantage of you. Uh, and so you need to make sure you read the contract. But they've got a contract. They've done this literally hundreds, if not thousands and tens of thousands of times. Uh, because they're just doing it constantly with all these influencers. So you're going to have a contract. And if you're working with a decent one, then they're going to know and they're, you know, they're not going to put uh, you, in my opinion, you never want to sign a work for hire clause or contract. And most of these, I don't think have those in there. And what that basically means is that you are a complete contractor. Uh, all the content and everything you provide is then owned by either the agency or the company that you're doing it for. And so at which any they point will in time, try to sneak in, They'll, which they can, sneaky. they can absolutely, which at any point in time, they could come back and say, oh, hey, that YouTube video that blew up and it's got five million views. Well, we don't sell that product anymore. So we really don't want that out there. And that's our product. That's actually our content because you did that work for hire uh, and you need to take that down. And you'd be like, uh, no, they'd be like, uh, yes, because it's in your contract and we will sue you. <laughs> and then you go. OK, uh, because you have no suck. legs to stand on. Right. <laughs> so if, if you sign that. Uh, so be very wary of that. And then the other thing, like you said, John, being the middleman, they they are scraping off, like they are living on the the juice in between. So they and I don't honestly, I don't necessarily know what that number is. I know at a minimum it's going to be 10 percent. Uh, and then what I you know, the kind of the way I imagine it is that um, and I don't have any like super direct, although I do know a little bit uh, like if somebody if, if a company comes to a brand to an agency and they say, hey, uh, we want to do a campaign on this new hammer. Uh, we think it's amazing. We want to get it out. And they want to say, you know, here's the profile that we want. Uh, and we want to, they're going to tell them, hey, we want to go wide or we want to be very specific, like whatever. They're going to give them some guidelines. They're say, here, we've got a hundred grand. Um, you know, here, do give us the best that you can get. Well, the influencer marketing, they're going to take some cut, right? And so they're going to only pay influencers they're going to pay influencers as little as possible, right? So oh, yeah. it depends like, upon how that network is. $30. Exactly. They're like, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we found a guy. He's got 72 followers. You gave him 100 bucks, and uh, you're good. 
Now, they're, they're obviously going to want to have the most payoff and the biggest bang for their buck, um, but they are going to try to spend as little Nothing. as possible. So if they end up spending 50000 uh, on influencers plus, you know, salaries and all that stuff to their people that they can end up netting twenty grand or thirty grand or whatever that is. Uh, so there's always room to negotiate, like always with those folks. Always, yeah. So, and, and, but understand that, and also be respectful of it. Like I've had, uh, you're you're going to use something like Social Blue Book, right? We've talked about it on the show a ton. If you're not using Social Blue Book, use it. Like it, they, you could sign up. Yeah, it's free for, for free, one like, account. So they, yeah, they changed it's paid now, but it, you can still get it for free for one account. So for your Instagram or your YouTube or whatever. Exactly. So it's going to tell you kind of the ballpark of where you should be price wise. And remember that because this is an agency, that's pretty much the only thing they have to go on as well. So they're going to go and they're going to look at it, too. And they're going to say they're either going to come back with some CPM garbage or they're going to start trying to barter with you on your numbers. But if you keep it reasonable, I typically never get pushback. So if I look at social blue book and it's like, Oh, you're worth, you know, 500 a post. If I go to them and I'm like, I'll do the post for 500 plus product. They typically don't balk at it. Now, if you come back and you're like, I think I'm worth 2000 because numbers don't matter to me. And I don't care what the market says. Then they're probably going to say, how about a thousand? Or you're going to start negotiating. And like, so then you're going to be like, don't, I, don't, I would say if you want the deal, don't be ignorant. If you don't want the deal, throw a crazy number out there. But like uh, understand that there's someone else is going to be eaten off of what you're giving them and that that's just part of the game. Like this isn't a long term thing. I, I've tried pitching to these like the Isaiah specifically like, hey, can I just speak to the brand? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't yeah, want to talk to you. And they're like, no. And so and then we had issues and stuff and there's so much disconnect. It makes it really difficult to work with these these agencies or, or, or influencer networks or whatever you want to call them. Um, but with that, there's a lot of opportunity. You got to think that, you know, for a brand the size of Dodge to go and try hunting down people like us one-on-one is going to cost them right. a ton of money for them to go to a you know network like that, that has hundreds of thousands of accounts signed up on it with data and metrics and, and conversions and all that kind of stuff. It's going to cost them a lot less. So, they're going to typically go in that direction. And uh, and that's just the lay of the land. Like you can't change it. You can't be upset about it. You just have to realize that uh, you're not going to get as much as you would talking directly to a brand from one of these. But you might get exposure to brands that you typically couldn't get the attention of because of these. So it's, a, it's like a balancing act. Yeah. Um, and it makes and, sense. And they, they, fill a, they fill a need in the market. I mean, it's exactly what you said, right? Like Ram wants to call one person and have it done. They yeah. don't want to call 35 influencers and then have to negotiate and do all that stuff. They call their influencer agency. And, and that's the interesting thing is that uh, these companies will work with multiple agencies. Oh, so yeah. I, I've worked with companies where they've had, you know, one that does their social media. They have one for special projects and they have another for YouTube. I mean, you know, th- so these companies. So just because uh, you hear somebody reaching out and you're like, well, wait a minute. I thought, you know, I, I thought uh, Ram was with Isaiah, but then somebody comes out and upfluence contacts you and say hey we got something for ram like don't worry about that either like because these agencies they all ebb and flow and these companies again are they're doing the same type thing and all these networks are trying to undercut each other so when they pitch to ram you know maybe isaiah says well we can do it for 100 grand and then the next one says well we can do it for 95 and then you know so it's that whole thing as well the companies um you know depending upon that but you know a lot of times because it's corporate especially with big companies like that you know, they just pick somebody and go with them. They're not, uh, you know, they might bid out, but 
when they find somebody they know that can execute. For a company like that, having execution and not having to worry about it and paying up for it is definitely where they're going to fall for a, a company of that size. Yeah. So uh, what it uh, literally takes the negotiating tactics out of your hands that you're that you could potentially be um, used to. Right. Like uh, you <laughs> you can't come back and rebut with like, you know, things that might normally be in your repertoire in order to get more for less um, when you're talking to specific brands. But, you know, to, to go back full circle to like where the question came from was in the after show, um, we were, we were kind of discussing like how to. I guess, navigate these crazy emails that start coming in. Cause sometimes what happens is that like, say you're, you're YouTuber for instance, or, or, uh, your email is like somewhere in the, on the internet as a be, as being a content creator. Um, these brands will start to find you and you'll start to get populated on lists. And like, like I said, Brad and I got a, uh, garage door <laughs> gasket, like came in, you know, and, and neither one of us have ever put out content around garage doors, but, it's ironic how those things That's can actually happen. That's not true. I I just put out a smart garage door opener on my blog a couple weeks ago. <laughs> wow! Ironically, they must know that I'm touched. Uh, I'm attached to you. But yeah, well, there you go. So, like, Which, by the way, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I I want a garage door just to have more smart tech. <laughs> but like, uh, I just don't have a garage in my house. Yes. So the uh, what happens here is that like you get populated on lists, and then these emails can start coming in, and they're. Uh, and they seem spammy. They just they just don't seem like they're real people or they don't seem like they're real real anything. And uh and and you got to make sure that you're gauging like that initial kind of ask in in what they're looking for as like is this a person, you know, what's the subject? Like are they actually putting an effort? Cuz I we were diving into that a little bit on the after show where like, you know, is that an actual human being or is it a robot? Um and going along the like concept of is it um one of these influencer agencies or is it like an amazon reseller right or an amazon uh one of those crazy like yeah like the wireless China, egg beater right chinese yeah companies that are there's just well, here, i've got so i i've started doing this it's been a it's been a long time uh since i've been getting all these inquiries but i've, I've started i have a new folder in my in my gmail where it's called brand inquiries. And I just, I save them all there. I just put them there because I think they're funny uh, sometimes. And one of the things, so like these, that's so the Amazon reseller, there's a big difference between somebody saying, hey, we've got a product like, I'll just, I'll read this one because like, whatever, it's funny. Um, I mean, this one's not as funny as some of the good ones. This one actually seems okay. But so this is somebody from, uh, uh, and, and the, the subject line looks like this, business inquiry, UTEC, Red Cube Production. Right? Ooh. Seems legit. So first indicator for me, when I look at things also, is the email address. Where is this coming from? This one is coming from uh, a Chinese looking name at gmail.com. So right away, anybody who's emailing you from a gmail.com account uh, automatically loses a lot of points in my book, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is not from Isaiah.com or from, you know, dodge ram usa.com like you know like it's a gmail account so already you know like okay like this is you know they're using gmail like they they with a non-branded email address all right that's an x already then like this one was actually not too bad you know hey my name's jane i'm reaching out from red cube studio and uh we're setting up video production agency out of uh san francisco california we're marketing a product 
name, blah, blah, blah. It's a pioneer in smart home technology, da, 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 da. And they, they talk about this. So this is actually not one of those Amazon resellers, but it's like very similar to that, right? So this is like a direct, so that's kind of a third thing. So they're actually wanting me to send traffic to this website directly. Uh, you know, are you interested in working with Utech? If you have any questions, like this is actually a very well put together email, but this is a very small company and I'm starting to see more and more of these too, John. So you'll start to get a lot of these companies who um, they're either trying to go direct or they're trying to go through Amazon because they sell mainly on Amazon. And uh, by and large, these companies are going to have very, very small budgets because they are basically online only, direct to customer. And like, you're just going to have to navigate through them. And I just, honestly, I, I don't even like, I never responded to Jane. I'm sorry. I just didn't. Uh, and, you know, get other ones that have actual Chinese characters as the name. And I'm like, I just like this one was hi, dear sponsor review in, invitation with a misspelling. Hi, dear. I'm so lucky to find your YouTube channel. Your videos are cool and professional. She almost had me on that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we want you to promote blah, blah, blah. So like those are the type of emails that, you know, I, and again, this was from a Gmail account as well. I immediately just file those into the brand inquiries and just never even look at them again. Yeah. And which is, I, I feel like that's like pretty normal, right? Like the, you don't, you don't really care to be reselling. You know, like because there's I, no I, money there. So there's, no, so there's no money in the first place, not to mention just from a straight business perspective. So that's already, you know, they're not gonna be able to pay anything. And then just the ridiculous products that they are pushing on you. They could care less who you are. They don't know who you are. They've never looked at your channel in their life. They just send an email to a list of a thousand YouTube channels. Yeah. And, and it, <laughs> when you're making nothing as far as being an influencer, if you're like looking to get into it and like these are reaching out, like still say no. Like remember, <laughs> I won't say where we were, but Brad and I were somewhere and we saw this like automated bug trap that like spins in a circle. It's clear. Remember that thing? No, it sounds amazing. It was, what but was it, it? It, it, you put like a, you put like a sugar water in like this little bowl and the top like spins and it captures like flies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that company reached out or, or a reseller of that product emailed me and I laughed out loud when I saw it because I, it was, it was, it was comical, but like from the business side of things, like what value does my audience get from me doing a cheesy ad on that product? Yes. Like yeah, it's cool or whatever, but like, no, it's not. It's like me just, it's like just selling out, throwing my brand point. away. Yeah, just to to make with, a with, buck, right? With somebody that's not even related to your fear, and it's not. I mean, I guess maybe that's an interesting thing to talk about, John, about those types of products because there, there is a fine line. I mean, I guess that it's do you uh, do you believe in the product personally? And do you believe in the business? So like these fly by night people, you have no evidence of anything, longevity, how they treat their customers. If they're like actually a legit business, if they just popped up a week ago, yeah. if they're going to be gone in another week. Like there, there's just nothing there. Uh, whereas, you know, other companies that might be non-integrated, like a, like a Duke Cannon for soap or like a filter buy for HVAC filters, which I've done ad spots for, like you would think about those two and think, well, what does soap and, and and home filters have to do with woodworking? So, you know, aren't you guys being being uh, hypocritical? Thank you. I'm old. I can't remember words anymore. Uh, aren't you guys being hypocritical? And and to that, I think the interesting thing is uh, like you're like you are actually using Duke 
Cannon before you started working with Duke Cannon, right? And because you liked the product. Uh, I was not using the furnace filters, but I really like the idea of an online furnace filter with a renewal service where they'll just show up at your door because I always forget to change my filters. And so like, I'm like, that is a great idea. And everybody's got filters. And I think there's some value add there. And then, you know, like go through your process on the, on the Duke side. Yeah. I mean, so what I, what I looked at that situation, I was like, wow, like I love this product. Like how can I add value to their brand? They're smaller. They're made in America that I think they like, I love their branding. Um, and I was like, Hmm, this seems like a little bit of a stretch, but I'm a human being who gets filthy on a daily basis. <laughs> and like, I found a good soap that like I like, and that I think I could bring value to. So I reached out to them and we started working together. And like, essentially, if, if you can look at something and see that there's not necessarily like a huge disconnect in what the product is to your audience, then yeah, there's definitely opportunity there. And that can maybe happen with one of these Amazon sellers. But just understand that like, we've worked those relationships to be ad spots, not like uh product referral or, uh, or, 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 uh, what's affiliate sales, affiliate which marketing. is what a lot, which yeah. is a, what a lot of these Amazon resellers are going to be looking for. So what happens is they're going to come at you and say, you know, we've got this cool product and you could say like, sweet, I love your like indestructible shoes and like, cool. Uh, send me a pair and then you put them out there to your audience. Well, that's fine. But if they're looking for you to drive traffic to a website for them to sell, there's so many points of losing attention that it's going to make it really hard for you to make money unless you have, I mean, unless 1% of your audience is going to give you, you know, 10,000 clicks, which is means you are going to have, you know, a massive, uh, massive following and your exposures, you, these brands wouldn't even be going near you. So like to make real money on that, um, you're better off trying to negotiate for an ad placement rate or a sponsored post rate compared to affiliate sales on, um, some of that crazy stuff, which, which happens quite often, right? Like most of these affiliate resellers are coming at you and they're like, Oh, we'll give you 10% profit share or 30. I had one, right. I have one that's continual. They wants me to promote an app. They've emailed me like 12 times. And my response every time is please take me off your mailing list. I'm not interested. Please take me off your mailing list. <laughs> you can just, it's a robot. Cause they're obviously not reading it, but they're just coming back with higher percentages of profit sharing on the product sale from click conversion. I'm just like, it's not how I want to run my business. It's very difficult on specifically Instagram to convert sales from a link. Um, it's hard enough to get people to go watch a YouTube video when you're when that's what you do. And uh, it, on the other side of it, it's like now I'm trying to sell something to them. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it's muddy water that you definitely want to make sure that you're understanding before you even get into the conversation what, what this could potentially be. And I think it was like a good point, Brad, where you said, like, what's the, does it say? Hey, dear. In, in the first part of it. Right. Yeah. If if it, I've just I've got this. I've only got I say I only. So that's like if I look at August, I'm going to select these real quick because I, I was pretty good about it in August about like tracking these. I got just in August, I got, what is that? Yeah, it doesn't add them up. Why doesn't it say how many I've selected? Uh, let's call it 40 to 50. I got 40 to 50 emails from different people wanting different things just in one month. So over one a day. And, uh, you know, the bigger your channel gets, the more of these you're going to get. And, uh, and, and some of them were actually good. And actually, as I'm looking at this, 
I actually uh, came to terms with at least one of these people and we'll be doing a, a sponsored ad spot. So uh, it, for a very reputable brand and um, that you've seen other people do. So, you know, you're going to get those come in, but the, it, it's it, it's muddy and murky mainly because it's just there's so much noise, right? Like ad, there's so many yeah. people out there doing it. There's so many of these influencer networks. So you know, we talked about Isaiah. We talked about. Uh, let's see some of the other good ones, John, that we uh, that we have used. Uh, Famebit is actually so if you're in YouTube, Famebit is actually owned by YouTube. So you can go in there and you can sign up, do your profile. I've actually never gotten anything from Famebit, but I do know people who have. Um, you know, Revfluence collectively, I've I've gotten some some from them, and uh, there's there's a handful of ones that uh, I've used that have worked nicely, and and sometimes actually you don't even know that it's one of those. It just kind of, it's like an agency because there's other ones that are um, just direct agencies. So real quick on that, that are just, you know, like a traditional marketing agency that works with a brand and they kind of pound the pavement and whatever means they use, like they don't have a big database of profiles. They more have like a Rolodex of contacts, you know, and they're like calling people. Um, and they're, those are the more traditional marketing folks. But uh, these ones that you can sign up and make a profile for, uh, you know, go for it. Like the, the only downside to that is going to be more clutter in your inbox, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, because like John said, he's getting emails from people. It's like, wait a minute. So uh, if you're looking at the terms and conditions, there's probably something in there that says we can share your email with our partners, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so you're going to get on more and more lists and get more and more email. Uh, and that is definitely a downside to to getting in that kind of network of emails and in outreaches. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's, a, I mean, in my personal opinion, I definitely think it's worth it, especially as like a smaller channel. Like if you're looking for exposure, like I'm not going to lie, I got one or two deals like a, a long time ago and nothing happened from them because I didn't understand, you know, how much you could actually, you're actually worth at the time. But what it does is gives you a good opportunity to understand how those interactions go when we're and then you can learn from that right like you can learn from your experience of using a network you can learn from your experience of talking with individuals who work for these networks you can and then you can start to kind of create uh your own like your i guess your own pitch for when you do per, go to brands you know and you can essentially go through that whole process with someone and then just say no at the end before you sign and then you have like you know a sort of a blanket contract to go on. You have you know understanding of what deliverables look like. You have an understanding of what they're going to come to the table with, or what you should be proposing when you approach brands. And from that side of things, I think it's definitely well worth it for smaller, so for smaller channels. And and you know along the same lines, there's going to be like a lot of products out there that are um, way different than like working with a tool company that we don't even begin to understand or comprehend that are in the lifestyle space that could be applicable to your brand. Um, yes, you're going to be leaving money on the table working with an agency, but I think that experience is well worth it. And I know that like Brad's been, Brad, I'm pretty sure what you had a hundred thousand followers on Instagram within the first three weeks of starting yours. So like you've never had these problems, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I mean totally. like, I think, I think you're actually, you grew to a point where it was like, previous to where Instagram started to become seen as a um, something you could monetize as brands uh, that like, oh, you yeah. never we know. That, like these net these networks weren't like, uh, you know, looking for micro influencers no. and like the 20,000, 50,000. No, that was tiers. not a big thing back then. Yeah, I, I didn't get reached out to the only people that were reaching out to me were people in our space. 
Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was not getting any of this when I was, gosh, I mean, because this was back in, you know, 2015, let's call it 2015, 2016. Uh, it, it just wasn't that big. People weren't reaching out. Those networks weren't as established. So, yeah. no. But now these days, uh, you know, somebody who it, who does have 40 or 50,000 followers. You're or even huge 20, value. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because people are di- like micro influencers, you know, kind of between 10 and 100,000 um, that's a super hot spot. I mean, that's that's kind of the best ROI yeah. that has has really there's there's been a lot of different articles and studies and stuff about that. And that's, I believe, where uh, the most valuable influencers are is in that micro influencer space as far as like their influence and engagement, because you're still small enough that you're engaging with so many people and, the, and you haven't gained you haven't gotten to the point where you can't keep up with it. And so it's a very engaged audience, typically. Yeah. And then you get a lot of bang for your buck from the brand side of things. So I think that these platforms are phenomenal for that kind of like those those sort of relationship building opportunities. Um, and then the experience for me, the experience on the other side of it, it's sometimes worth it. Now, this is like a personal opinion and it's not probably great business advice, but taking a hit, especially in content creation, because your your cost is so low. Right. It's not like you're going to go build a house for someone and then have to eat it if it doesn't sell. They're going to want you to do like a post where they send you a shirt and you're going to wear it and take a picture like, okay, if you don't make the $50 that social blue book says you're worth, at least you get the experience of working with an ad agency on like putting that out there, um, how to properly, how to properly hashtag it, how to properly make sure that it's communicated to their, to your audience. And then you can also get the back end of things where you get to see how your audience reacts to that kind of stuff. Like, you know, and, and that's valuable to create your pitch proposal as well. You know, for me, um, integrated product advertising works much better. Same with Brad. You know, like we don't like to do ads. I mean, I do them because I have those you know, I, one. I, I love if I love a product like I don't care. I'm going to put that I'm going to put that out there because I, I do think that there's value to um, those situations for the small amount of people that it might you might not get, you know, as many likes or, or impressions. But if it's a product I truly love, like, hell, yeah, I'm going to share it. And on the other side of it, I get to gauge, you know, like, hey, like, so posts that are advertising type ads that you're asking for do, you know, 25% less as far as engagement goes on my feed. If we do integrated, you know, the price is double, but you get five times, you know, this exposure. And then you're able to take those metrics from your experience working with that brand and turn them into a proposal opportunity for future um, sort of relationships that you could have down the line. Um, so steering clear of these things, you know, you're probably going to get that advice from a lot of people. It's like, oh, don't bother with them. There's not enough money on the table. But I think there is a lot to be learned in being newer in working with these agencies. Now, if you've been around for a while, you have some brand relationships, you know, let's sign up for them. You know the way that things work. Maybe you get something, maybe you don't. But like, I wouldn't think that there'd be don't don't expect tons of crazy opportunity. Right. Like, yeah, I've, I've had maybe two things pop up from in five years from being on Isaiah and yeah. one of one of them was good. Yeah. And I've had it, it, it. Like I said before, sometimes you don't even know they came from there because I'll I've had for several of these, I've had people reach out and I've done work with them, but I never signed up for the program. Right. Yeah. You know, and are not the program, but like the site. I don't have a profile. I just have a contact there. And so I'm sure what they've done is just put my name in there. Right. They're like, OK, like we know we know Brad and his channel. Uh, but yeah, I really like that idea, John, about um, 
doing it for the experience and especially uh, just even going through the conversation just to talk, just to respond to the email and go, yeah, like what, what are you thinking? Just to see what they say and see how different people react, see what they, you know, like you can use that to kind of hone your negotiating. Even if you, you know, even if you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do this, um, you know, maybe returning that email and then just asking for more information and kind of seeing where it goes just to get the feel for how, how it is to work with a, to, to negotiate with an influencer network um, or a, a brand directly, whatever that, that looks like. I love that. I love that idea because um, yeah, there, there's, you, I mean, you don't want to do it on the wireless egg beater, but you know, make no. it something that you're at least like partially like, oh, yeah, I could kind of see myself doing that. Um, and then you can, you know, you always have, you know, always remember, don't ever feel like that you don't have a choice. I know because you can feel pressured about like, oh yeah, gosh, it's, it's such good. I've got to do this. You know, I've, I've only got 10,000 followers and they're offering me five grand for a, for an Instagram post. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. But you know what? <laughs> like that might, you know, if you do that wireless egg beater, guess what? You might just have alienated 50% of your following because people now just think you're a, a sellout and they're going to shill anything that comes along. Basically, yeah. And I, so I, I think that that experience is definitely worth it. And and kind of like uh, to, I guess, another aspect of these that we haven't really touched on is that like, um, I know Isaiah specifically because, so when I did the, the, the RAM thing, I had to sign up uh for the platform mm -hmm. and on the platform, like I'm, I'm just poking around there now. And what you can do is you can submit yourself to brands you want yes. to be working with, yeah. which, yeah, it, which yeah, is yeah. another great opportunity to only be able to like, like for instance, Dove's Men Care deodorant has an ad right now for Instagram on there. There's no bid, but I can apply for that right now. Um, and if you're someone that's looking to get in like, you know, like Brad, like I'm, I'm sure like, yeah, I mean, you like Dove Men Care, like it's, it's good stuff. I've used it. I think I used it at your house, but like you probably did. We've, um, used, we've definitely used some Dove Men Care up in this piece. But like you know, those are like that would I think that would be a great brand relationship for someone in the in the maker community. Like you got to also you got to remember that like we're, we're, we get dirty doing what we're doing. Like that's an easy segue. Like oh, you know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily the the coolest product, but you can go and sign up for stuff like that. Now, like there's like a nut milk bag. I don't know what that I'm is. Sorry, I that, those are just three words I don't think should ever be together. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's like uh, almond milk or like like cashew milks and like, but you make them yourself and you just get like the raw like nuts and then you make your own milks from them. But regardless, not the best integration. And that, but you can go and sign up for these kind of things. Um, and bag. and <laughs> you can go and sign up for these kind of things on these platforms, which I do think is another opportunity for your to try and get your like it's a it's a part of the hustle that we kind of underappreciate, right? Yeah, it's like going to a hub of where brands might already exist and trying to throw your name in the pool. Um, it puts it, it puts the onus on you now. Like if you want to go and like if you want to submit for the Dove Men Care thing, like awesome. Probably not offering a ton of money. And you better be able to differentiate yourself from the other people out there if you want to get it um, and and not and the, or just understand that you're going to be in a blanket of, you know, 50 other influencers in your vertical that could potentially be doing something like that. So um, I'm, I, I got to say, like, after we've continued to have this conversation, I'm sort of a fan of like of these networks because they're so much better now than they used to be. Right. Yeah. They've got a good spot. I, I, I totally forgot about that, John. And absolutely the, uh, the, they, you know, some of them call it marketplace or whatever, but that's how fame bit mostly works too, is you can submit, uh, you can submit there actually, uh, even, um, what is it? Facebook now has their own thing. 
they have a Facebook uh, collaborative, blah, blah, blah. Like you can go in and uh, it goes both ways. Like Facebook is now does influencer marketing. They will, they have companies that will say, hey, we're looking for X, Y, and Z. And they will shoot that out. Like that's something I'm a part of uh, as part of the creator studio. Again, I, I think there's, it's uh, kind of by invitation only, I think at this point still, but uh, same type thing, Famebit in there, like you said, Isaiah, that you can go in and submit that, which is cool because like you said, John, the, then you can put the hustle in. So it's like, man, nobody's reaching out to me. Well, I don't know. I'm going to go reach out to them. Like, And they're giving you the direct route because that's always the hardest part is like finding these contacts. Now, the issue is, is that most of these people are going to be outside our vertical and, and either loosely connected or not connected at all. You're not going to go in there and find a bunch of tool brands and consumables for woodworking. Like that's just not going to happen because we're such a small space. Um, but you will find a, you know, a lot of health, beauty. Uh, those are those are huge in there. And then like weird electronic stuff like the wireless yep. egg beater. So uh, great, great little point there, John, to to think about that if folks want to go in there and sign up for these, that that does offer uh, some other benefits that you can reach out directly and, and pitch your stuff. But yeah, you know, you're always going to be at a, at a disadvantage when you're going to them as well. Um, it's always much nicer to be able to negotiate from a position of being reached out to versus giving the pitch because, you know, now you're like, you're just somebody who they've not even thought about until you came into their face. So now you've got to convince them why they need you versus, you know, them telling you, Hey, we need you now. Let's just work out the details. So yeah, great conversation like a, though. Right? I think this is also a great, yeah, a great way to like uh, realize how much of a business content creation actually is. Like, if you're thinking like you want to get into it, diving into one of these platforms, you can really see how much is involved with creating content and making it, you know, uh, something you can monetize and, and and playing that whole game um, from the experience side of things. I definitely think it's it's worth it there, and I, th- I think it's really, really was a good conversation. Great. Great after show question. Love, uh, like you said at the top of the show, love when things uh, turn into like full shows like this. I really, really hope um, everyone that's listening got something out of it. Um, and I'd also love to hear more conversation on what you think about this topic or what networks you're working with over on Facebook. Um, if, if you're interested, the Facebook group is churning and burning over um, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash made for profit tribe. Absolutely love it. Get in there. Let us know what you think about uh, working with influencer agencies or influencer networks. Um, and if you have any experience, we'd love to know. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Awesome. Well, we will catch you guys on the next show. We're going to go head over to our after show now. See you later. Peace. Peace.